I'm actually going to pull up. I'm going to pull up the text message if I can find it real quick. I had an epiphany yesterday. Did you? Yeah. I'll make it quick. We love epiphanies. Yeah, I do. I love epiphany. Dude, I should, I should like name one of my kids epiphany. <laughs> I, I had an epiphany. <laughs> that needs to be the intro. <laughs> I should name one of my kids epiphany. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode six of our podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Niall. And I'm Austin. And, and we're, we're so, so sorry. sorry. And this week, we're a little bit more sorry than usual because, uh-huh. ironically enough, this <laughs> episode, we're talking about capacity, and we'll go a little bit more in-depth as to what we mean exactly by that. But, but the irony is we only have about 25 Yeah, minutes the irony is that this is going to be a <laughs> little bit- One of our shorter episodes. One of our shorter episodes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've got some places to be and some things to do and things like that. So our, our our capacity is a little short this week, but <laughs> I'm so sorry. Still, I wish we could record a longer episode on this because it's it's a pretty interesting topic. But it is. Hopefully, we can still get some. things It's a out. tough topic sometimes because especially with something like this, we like to go into depth in mm-hmm. and maybe even get into it in like a future episode, like a way mm-hmm. on because yeah, the, the yeah. capacity in itself is you can't wrap that up in in an hour or right, less. Right, right, right. But mean, um. But essentially, Austin and I have talked about capacity before, but we just wanted to share the the concept with all of our listeners. And before I go any farther, I just want to thank everyone again, as usual, for all of your continued support with this podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening and subscribing and leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and any other streaming platform that you use to listen to this podcast. And if you haven't left a review yet or subscribed to our YouTube or followed us on social media, like on Instagram at We're So Sorry Podcast, feel free to do that. Especially leave us reviews on streaming platforms because that helps our podcast show higher in the ranking when people try to search us and that really helps us out. But with that, let's get into capacity. So capacity in the sense of the context within this podcast episode, when we say capacity, we mean that, for example, capacity, emotional capacity, I think is is a good example. So, I mean, that's kind of what we've been talking about more. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, we talk about all kinds of capacity, but emotional capacity specifically. Yeah, yeah. So capacity as in, for example, let's say that someone has a short temper mm-hmm. and when they when they lose their temper, the, the point where they reach the kind of peak where they kind of lose their temper, that's their capacity. They their their capacity for putting up with things has has been maxed out. And it's one of those have things more of a capacity than others. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Some people have more capa- of a capacity with others and it applies to a lot of things. It applies to emotions. It applies to it can even apply to like intelligence, spirituality, self-awareness, things like that. But when you reach your capacity, it's expressed in expressions really so for example someone having a short temper they are lashing out because they reach their capacity and they they show that mm-hmm. with their loss of temper and so it's not typically something that that someone is aware of like i have a capacity you have a capacity everyone has capacities within every single aspect of their life and, and that's actually i want to actually reference our last episode mm-hmm. because we talked about self actualization mhm in this, there is no self-actualization, quote-unquote, with your capacity. Right. Because your capacity never 
I mean, it, it, you're going to stop at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like with self-actualization. You're going to stop at some point. You've reached that limit. You've reached yeah. your capacity of self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Because somebody may reach a further level than you do. Mm-hmm. Which and means that's that their they capacity. Have, yes, they yep. have a further capacity for self-actualization yeah. than you, know, it's like, you might. It's like— Or than I might, or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's almost as— similar to like filling up a cup with water. Like you can only fill up the cup so much. And when you get to that point where you can no longer contain, you know, that emotion or continue within that state of mind, the way that you lash out is you telling yourself and others that you've reached your capacity in that sense. Like we were saying with, with a loss of temper and things like that. And it's one of those things that's, it's very difficult to be aware of that because that's what it is. Like it's the reaction of you reaching your capacity, not you realizing that you've reached your capacity. It's difficult in the moment because it's such a reactive thing. And that's something we've talked about before, not on this podcast yet, but is mm-hmm. is reactivity and being a reactive person instead of a proactive person and, and being aware and conscious of the decisions that you make and the way that you're reacting to your um Essentially, and yeah, essentially, it's just like if you're a reactive person, something happens, you do something about it mm-hmm. in an instant, whether exactly. it's good or bad. You're, you haven't right. thought about it. Right. There's basically no, it's like a chemical reaction. Like yes. you mix two chemicals together, boom, it just yes. fires off. Mm-hmm. However, if you've got like, like you said, what was it, proactive? Yeah, a mm-hmm. proactive reaction. That's when, okay, something's happened. Let me sit down, think about this and figure out the best exactly. or worst way to go mm-hmm. about it. But yeah. typically the best way to go about it right. and fix things or, or whatever the case may be. It's, whatever, it's, whatever the scenario is. Yeah, it, it's typically not doing the first thing that comes to mind. Exactly. Like not not being instinctive. Yeah. Instinctive. Not, not being ex- instinctive and reactive like we've been saying. Yeah, it's like uh, I think it was I think it was Peter in the Bible. Uh, the, he was known for uh, speaking first and thinking later, mm. um, which is what would be reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, which most, if not all, people are at yeah. least to start out with until you kind of start working on yeah. it. Um, and when you should be thinking first and speaking later, right? Yeah. Which I mean, that's a difficult thing to do on its own, but still, yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think capacity and and reactivity are very closely linked because uh-huh. you are reactive when you reach your capacity, and it's almost yeah. like I'm trying to think of a way to to phrase it that's a little bit more simplistic for for people to understand. It's like hitting your breaking point, you know, like. You, you just can't it handle it anymore. And but it's like it's you like, come out with the cup earlier. You, know, you start filling it with water. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's going to reach a limit and start pouring over. Yeah. And so, like, for example— If it can pour over. I mean, yeah. I have a lid on it. Who knows? <laughs> right. It might it might just explode or it implode upon explode. itself. And, and, and honestly, it's I'm so happy that you just said that because we reach our capacity with things so often— mm-hmm. That sometimes we get overfilled, or like you just said, we explode. Yeah. We explode with emotion. So if we're talking about capacity and emotions specifically, um, you know, you get stressed, you get overloaded, you get uh, tired. Over, yeah, tired. You get so many things piling on at once that you just have this big explosion overall. Like if you start, uh, I know I for one bring a lot of things in and keep them in for a while, mm-hmm. and then eventually all it takes is one thing to push it just over the top, and then I'm just done for who knows how long until I get it all out of my system, and then I'm okay again. Yep. But, I mean, it's like, like we're talking about with the cup, it fills over. You can even use a sponge. A sponge can only mm-hmm. soak up so much water yep. before yep. it needs to wring out. Mm-hmm. But that was, those are just a couple you of examples. You don't know, that, that's a perfect yeah. example, but capacity also applies to other things. So, for example, like, I'm going to use this example. My capacity for drag racing is much <laughs> less than your capacity for drag racing. 
And my capacity for- We did talk for, about drag racing on here before, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Austin's first episode. A, uh, first episode, yeah, yeah. When, we, when we introduced ourselves. But yeah, in case anyone uh, didn't know or just happened to forget, Austin does a lot of drag racing and all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Very now, cool. Now, that's not like a drag queen. That's like an no, actual no, no, like no. race car. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so, you know, my capacity of understanding and the way that I process drag racing is much lower than yours because you've kind of exercised that capacity. I have experience. Yeah, you have experience. And but and then, my capacity is lower in like DJing and like right, yeah. uh, uh, recording mm-hmm. and what, what is it? Um, production. Yes, production. Thank yeah, you yeah, for yeah. saying that because I could not think of the word. It's because my capacity is a little bit higher. Your capacity <laughs> Here's I'm the, so sorry. Here's the really funny thing. So, well, okay, for one, I do have a lower capacity in producing because you've had experiences like that. Now, if I had just as much experience, we'd be kind of even. Yeah, yeah. But here's what's really funny. He just said that he has more capacity than me on, well, just about every level, actually. <laughs> no. I'll, no, I'll admit to that one. But the thing is, well, one, I'm working to get more, like, I, I, you can push your own capacity. Yes. It's like, it's yes. like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a certain capacity when you start going to the gym, the idea is that you do more yep. to extend your capacity yep. slowly. You don't want to do it all at once, but you do it slowly. Now, yep. the funny thing is, and this is what I was going to say earlier, this is why it's so great to have like a close best friend that you can just bounce ideas off of. Because ever since I started hanging out with you more often, um, my capacity has expanded mm-hmm. significantly. I, I've noticed that um, we started hanging out more frequently in like what, September? Mm-hmm. So whenever we started hanging out all the time, I started talking to him and like having these new ideas and realizing that I wasn't insane for having the old ideas that I was, as well as being able to expand my knowledge Mm -hmm. because he would, and you'll hear him use, um, some people like to call them bigger words. Oh yeah. Um, and, and like, I mean, significantly is yeah, a just bigger like, word. Just like our, our vocabulary expanded and, and the way that we like That's to express saying, and yeah. understand our, our exactly. existence. And he yeah. has like helped me expand my vocabulary because you mm. used a lot of words. I think I even had to ask you sometimes, what does that mean? Because uh, I didn't know what it was. Uh-huh. But now there were some of them, I knew what it meant. I just never used them. But the more that you used them, the more I started using them and yeah. the bigger and my capacity You, you used some words that I didn't know. I forgot. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But, so I can't think of any off the top of my but head But there either. were definitely some words that you were using for a while that I was like, I'm going to use that occasionally. Yeah. Um, and that's how it is. It's like, I mean, that's just with words. Yeah. But like, um, we can even talk about emotional capacity. Yeah, yeah. Because of the stuff that me and you have both gone through. We've talked mm-hmm. about these things. We've gone through these things. Yep. We've discover these new things about ourselves and we have been able to kind of expand our own emotional capacity as well mm-hmm. by realize by being able to talk to each other. Right. That's one thing that really does help a lot with, with um, specifically emotional capacity is other people. Yeah. It's very, it's difficult to expand that on your own. You can, but it's very difficult to. Right. Because it takes, it takes active practice. Like it's not mm-hmm. like reading a book or yeah. watching a YouTube video. No, I it's mean, something you actually have to actively practice doing because I noticed yeah. he went back up. He went back up to Illinois a couple of months ago. Was it two months ago, something like that? Yeah, it was in November. Yeah, it was like two months ago. While he was gone, uh, I noticed my actual capacity was like going down. It was like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was weird. It's like I, I think I even told you about this. My, yeah. my capacity had like reached a certain limit. And since I wasn't using it, it wasn't going back up to that limit. It was starting to lower its limit. Mm-hmm. And it was so strange because I would be talking to somebody and I would think of something that would normally just come right off the top of my brain and I would know what it was because of you and I would just blank and I would forget what I was talking about. Mm. And it was so difficult and so weird because 
it's not like it just left my brain. I just forgot what right. the actual term or whatever right. it was. Yeah. But then you came back and we started talking more in my capacity has since yeah. started going back up. But it's such a weird thing that mm-hmm. if you don't actively practice it, it's going to go down. And it's like the same thing with the gym, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I think that's if a really good example. Yeah, if you don't actively go to the gym, mm-hmm. your muscles are going to go away, basically. Yeah. They're, they're going to slowly shrink down. And I think, so two things I'm going to say. I, I, I think I thought of a, a way to kind of phrase uh, capacity. Thank you. Capacity <laughs> is your ability or inability to take in stimuli from your life, whether, no matter what that is, whether mm-hmm. it's emotional, uh, intellectual, whatever. It, it is your ability or inability to take in that stimuli and control your reaction and control how much you can handle before you get reactive, like too instinctually reactive. Like like if you are more um, proactively reactive, the longer you can stay proactively reactive and think about what you're doing based off what happens to you, the more capacity you have. Uh-huh. So the more able you are to handle stress, anxiety, pressure, you know, uh, anything, any, any stimuli that is going to put weight on you, you know, um, it is, it is your capacity is essentially your ability or lack thereof to handle that so far until you start becoming unaware that you're being negatively reactive, if that makes sense. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I would say like a kind of quick and easy way to define, um, capacity Mm -hmm. is your limit or the the most you can stand without exploding. Yeah. And I just, I just think that the, um, because like, we're always going to be reactive though. Like that's the point well, of yeah, saying I mean, like, that's the, the, almost the point of life. I mean, you're going to yeah, be reactive. Right. To things. It, it's just, it's not like the point I'm trying to make stop it. is that it's the distinction between actively mm-hmm. reactive or, you know, subconsciously reactive where you're not aware of the reactions that you're making. Yeah. When you're aware of the reactions, then that means you have a higher capacity because instead of just taking that initial chemical reaction, you're taking the time to think about what you're doing and what you're feeling and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that, yeah, that's it's It's perfect. essentially you're not jumping to conclusions right away. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're being thorough with your thoughts and your actions and emotions and, and such. Um, but the other thing I was going to say I mean, that's is that— the whole point of this podcast is actually thinking yeah, things through. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it is possible, like we were saying, it is possible to grow your capacity. But it's, I think the most difficult step in growing your capacity is realizing that you need to grow your capacity. It, 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 this does like relate to self-actualization. Step in solving but, a problem and right, realizing yeah. that there is one. Like what we talked about last week mm-hmm. with, with self-actualization. It's just very difficult because when you're in that reactive state, it takes a lapse in that reactiveness to then think, wait a second, I'm being reactive. Yeah, it's, and then, it's a difficult thing to do because you have to... You have to essentially, especially if it's anger, you have to calm down in a second. Yeah. And or, in yeah. a split second, you have to calm down in a second, think, oh my gosh, right. what do I need to do? How do I need to go about this? And then react. And it's yeah. difficult. It's very <laughs> difficult, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, because, you know, yesterday I went to the doctor and it turns out, uh, calling back to a couple episodes ago, I don't remember exactly which episode we talked about this in, but it turns out that I do in fact have a hernia. So now I'm going to have to have surgery. And I was trying not to be reactive i i did get a little upset Mm -hmm. but i i was talking to uh someone and they really got me to calm down like they really just put me in the right mindset and uh it was it was interesting because i'm actually gonna pull up i'm gonna pull up the text message if i can find it real quick i had an epiphany yesterday did you yeah i'll make it quick we love epiphanies yeah i do i love epiphany dude i should i should like name one of my kids epiphany 
I had an epiphany. <laughs> that needs to be the intro. <laughs> I should name one of my kids Epiphany. And then just instant laughter. I should name one of my kids Epiphany. And then, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Okay. Instant laughter. So, so this is, this is what I said. I said, whenever I feel like I don't have control, I feel like a feather floating in the wind or a leaf floating down a river. I have no control of where the wind will take me and where I'll end up. It makes me feel so weak and inferior. I feel like I should have control over my life and my outcome because it, it is my life after all. But now I'm wondering if the thing I'm fighting is the same thing that people spend their whole lives trying to find. Maybe people spend their whole lives trying to get to a point where they feel like a feather in the wind or a leaf floating down the river. Maybe if I stopped fighting it and let things go, I don't know. I'm always so hung up on trying to have control and maybe I just need to change my mindset. Maybe I found a blessing, but I'm treating it like a curse. Hmm. And that was so like, I don't want to say wisdom filled, but mm. it was like a, a like, like like a verse. I don't know. Mm, interesting. Or, or not. I mean, kind of like a, uh, like a, I don't know. It's a very, uh, uh, oh, what? Mm, you almost had it, didn't you? I did. Oh, this is my capacity. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so if you happen to remember, feel free to cut I will, me off. I will. But, but um, it was very, it was nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But what I realized by saying that is that, you know, like the situation I was in and instead of, you know, I, I was feeling pretty down and I was being reactive. Profound. Oh, profound. It wasn't yeah. exactly profound that I was looking for, but it was along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was saying that, you know, I was realizing that maybe the same thing that I'm trying to go against is the same. Like, I'm going against the grain. I'm trying to go against the wind when I should actually be letting, you know, life take me. Like, kind of going with the flow. Because when you go against the flow, you're going you're gonna to be finding some opposition there, you know. And There's going to be some resistance. Yeah. And, and so, I, I feel as though I kind of increased my capacity by realizing that, you know, I, I don't always need to make my life exactly what I want it to be in my mind. Because sometimes life has better things in, in, in mind for you instead. You know, and um, anyway, I think, you know, the example that I'm using for my actual capacity there is how quickly I realized that I wasn't thinking right. Like how, how mm. quickly did I realize that I was thinking too negatively? How quickly did I realize that I was being too pessimistic? Because you will. Mm -hmm. You'll notice it eventually. The positive will come in. Yeah, but it's about, it's about it getting it. time. Though. Yeah. And the quicker you can jump to that positive conclusion, yep. the better off you'll be. Yeah. It, Most of the time. It's like, how quickly can you realize that you need to change your thought process? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's not always about being pessimistic or optimistic. Sometimes it's just about making the right decision. You know, like mm -hmm. it, it doesn't always have to be a positive or negative thing. It's just, you don't always want to, you know, essentially just don't always do the first thing that comes to mind because that's not always the, the greatest not thing. Not always the best. I mean, this is, it, in all reality, it's just think things through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because otherwise, if you don't, you're going to reach your capacity significantly faster than you think you're going to. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to turn out worse than if you did think it through. Yeah, and, you know, I think we'll save ourselves a lot of emotional pain if we were to just think things through a lot of times. Because not only do we think reactively, our, react our reactivity also has consequences sometimes if we do yes. make the wrong decision. And then we get in this loop where we blame ourselves for the action that we committed, but then we also blame ourselves for thinking that it was <laughs> that it was right to make that to, yeah. do, to make that decision. That when it all could have been, it all could have been, you know, 
prevented if mm-hmm. it was just thought through. Yep. But I mean, sometimes those things can't be thought through. Sometimes you do have to be reactive. Yeah. There are times whenever something's going on and you have to have the quickest reaction time you can, which is actually something I have to have in drag racing. Is mm-hmm. And we'll even use that as an example here because in drag racing, whenever I, you know, I do my burnout, I come up to the line, I, I'm, I'm staged up. I'm watching the lights fall. I have to know when to let go of the button in my car. I have a button that let basically shoots the car. Yeah, basically shoots. Well, yeah, makes it go. It makes it take off. So I have to know when I want to let go. So that's that's reaction Mm. number one. That's reaction number one is I'm watching those fall. I let go at a certain time and that's reaction number one. Reactions number two through 300 are the rest of the way down the track. Because in the kind of racing I do, I do bracket racing. I have to travel that eighth mile in a certain amount of time. Yeah. I mean, you've you've been there. You've watched me do yeah. this. I don't want to go too deep into it because if I do, nobody's going to have an idea of what I'm talking about. So I'm having to watch the person I'm racing. I'm having to look over and see where they are on the racetrack perspective, like perspectively to where they are at me, like to me. So I'm constantly looking over to the other side, looking over, trying to see where they're at. And my reaction on there is if I should stay where the gas is or if I should take some out or if I should, you know, let completely out, if I should use the brakes, it's all kinds of stuff. And if the car starts to get like, you know, squirrely or something, I need to be reactive in Mm -hmm. knowing to shut off the car, shut off the power and find somewhere to pull over as safely as possible because I have wrecked it before. Obviously, I lived, but... It wasn't like a super safe landing. I could have died, mm-hmm. but I was okay. But that's the thing is like, and we can use this in that situation. I have to be reactive of everything going yeah. on around me. Yeah. It's very circumstantial. It is very circumstantial because there are some like instances in just ev- like everyone's day-to-day life. Like, I mean, driving, mm-hmm. just yeah, in yeah. driving, you have to be reactive Yeah, because you don't want somebody to cross the center lane and be like, hmm, how should I go about this? Right, you know, you don't yeah. want to sit there and just think, well, should they come over here and let me, you know, just have me hit them or have them hit me or whatever? Although, like, or when you're, when you're like... That's when, a little bit different than emotional capacity. Yeah. It's, it's more of a physical But it's capacity, like, okay, but, uh, this is, a, this is um, feeding into it being yeah, circumstantial. So, if you're, like, fishtailing or you're sliding on ice, don't they say that you shouldn't be reactive and slam down on the brakes? You should not be on your brakes. Now, see, that that's is hard. Diff- that's yes. difficult. Yeah. That's a very difficult thing to do. That's actually why I wrecked my... Mm. Uh, I drive a 1968 Camaro. I wrecked it, and the reason why I wrecked it is whenever I hit a slick spot at the end of the track that, um, for those of you listening, uh, if you hit water or anything that is wet on the end of the racetrack or anywhere on the racetrack, um, you're probably going to die, and I did. Um, <laughs> because if something's slick— Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why your music name is The Paralytic. Oh my God. <laughs> I've actually been paralyzed for the past two years. <laughs> Anyway, I'm so no, sorry. I hit a, yes, he is. I hit a slick spot, and whenever I did, I, I I know how to drive that car. I've been driving for years, but I, even even then, my first reaction was brake. I need to get this car to stop, and I I let off completely out of the gas. And whenever it did, it just slammed the car forward, and I immediately just slammed on the brakes, even though I knew better, because e- that's the thing is there are professional. Car drivers, professional race car drivers who, even though they know better than to slam on their brakes, they will instinctually do it. Yes, instinctually yeah. do that. Their the instinctual reaction is to slam on the and, brakes. And I think that's a good example and that's what of how— to me. Yeah, and I think that's a good example of how being reactive can actually be 
bad. Yeah, and it, I do want to say just real quick for, for anybody listening, and I know we have to go here pretty soon, but if you are instinctual and decide on to slam on your brakes, um, hold on tight because what that does is it locks the wheels together. So anywhere that you have brakes, it will lock those wheels in place. And if you're already sliding, you're just going to keep sliding. You have yeah. no control, no traction. So yeah. just be careful whenever you're doing that kind of stuff. But I will let you continue. Uh, yeah, no, um, I'm going to probably close this out here in a second. But one thing that you said when you first started talking about your drag racing example is you said, I have to know when to let go. And I like oh, that. I like that. I really I didn't like even that. Realize that. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, dude. In life, like you really got to know. It's all about knowing when. It's a yes. It's all about knowing when. You can and fill in the how, blank. It's about knowing when. when to let go. It's about knowing when to make a move. It's about knowing when to buy that investment. It's about mm-hmm. knowing when to get that job. It's about knowing when to, you know, ask that person out. You, it, you can fill the blank. But when you said, I need to know when to let, when go. To let go, I think that's perfect. Like Because there are a lot of things in life, like we've talked about before, we've both been through stuff like that. We had to know when to let go. Yeah. You know, and when to- And, and when to hold on. Yeah, and when to hold on too. Because I mean, yeah. like I said earlier, you've it's, got to be ready to hold on. Yeah, and it's, things, it's yeah. Like, like we were also saying, it's circumstantial. So it's like, you know, yeah. you need and to I know. Mean, in anything, I mean, there are some times like, you know, you'll hit rough patches in relationships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You need to know if you need to let go or to hold on tight. Yeah. Because there are some times you need to hold on and sometimes, well, it's best to just go ahead and let go. Yeah. But now there are other times we've talked about, and I'll say this real quick and I'll be done, but- with self-actualization and stuff like that, part of that and part of um, increasing your capacity is not only knowing when to let go, but letting go itself. Because to some extent, you have to let go of who you once were. Mm, and who you thought they were. And who you thought, well, who you thought you were. Oh, yeah. You have to let go of who of who you were and mm-hmm. who you are and try to focus on who you're meant to be mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Now, it's still difficult to do that, but you need to let it's a difficult thing to be, to do, but there are some times when you have to let go of who you once were and yeah. be who you are in that moment now. Yeah. Mm. Which is, I, I know that was kind of difficult to explain, a little difficult to uh, follow along with, so I'm so sorry, but anyway. But yeah, I think I think that was a nice little sound bite of a, of a podcast episode. I think, yeah, it wasn't I think bad. It, I mean, we'll continue. I mean, we'll maybe always not next reference week, capacity. but we will always reference capacity. We may yeah. even talk about it in more depth, mm-hmm. but I mean- that's pretty much all the time we really have for right now. Yeah. But uh, as always, I appreciate everyone that listened this far. Mm-hmm. Feel free, as always, to follow us on all of our social medias. We're on YouTube at the We're So Sorry Podcast. We're on Instagram at We're So Sorry Podcast. Feel free to follow our personal Instagrams or our artist accounts. I'm on Instagram at DJ Niall Blaine. Austin is on Instagram at The Paralytic. Yep. And Go check out our music. We'd really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, our music is on there. Austin just released a song this past Friday called Anxious. I'm releasing an EP this week on hopefully on February 18th. That'll be coming out. I'll be posting links there. Which I'm super excited for because this is his first ever like EP. Yeah. I'm happy. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be having some a lot of music coming out this year. So I'm really excited. We, we both will be having quite a bit mm-hmm. or at least trying. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're trying. We're really trying this year. But uh, with that, I think we'll see you guys next week. Yep. And as always, I'm Niall. I'm Austin. And we're so sorry. Oh, we're going to have to do that again. No. No? I'm just so sorry. <laughs> oh, you wanted it. You wanted it. I was to... just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> I just purposely kind of stopped and let you did it just to see what you would say. <laughs> oh, man. But yes, we are so sorry. Yes, we are. You're going to have to apologize to me after we well, stop Well, I'm so sorry, Niall. It's okay. <laughs> Peace.